Welcome to the Three Entrepreneur Podcast, where three entrepreneurs get together after work on a Friday evening, crack a can of old Jamaica grape soda. Sparkling grape. Mm. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Christ, mine spit Took you a while, Ollie. <laughs> Um, terms and conditions apply. Just joking. <laughs> we are not sponsored by anybody. We make no money from this podcast. If you get any value, if you found it funny, if you learned something, please like and share it. Subscribe, follow us for more. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Thank you. Now, um, take it away. Who are you? Why are we here? What are we doing? Let's do it. Go for it. Do you want to go, first? go first? Benji, who are you? Who am I? Wow, great question. Who are you? Um, who am I? Mm. So a bit of background on me. So um, my journey has been very much um, standard, to say that, to, to be honest. It's, you know... Standard? Yeah, school, GCSEs, A-levels, university, got my first job in a, you know, big corporate company, became associate, became partner. Um, and now I've, you know, broken free of that mould, um, doing very different things in the real estate world. Um, trying to change the game with you guys, obviously, um, and it's going very, very well. And uh, big Arsenal fan, just around the corner from where we're filming. Hopefully, we're going to win the league. Very happy at the moment, aren't you? Very happy, sitting top of the table. Big, big sports fan, and um, recently got engaged. As, Congratulations! Uh, as you did as well. Yes. We didn't coordinate those, did we? No, but we no. did get a buy one get one free on the. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's basically me. I'm sure we'll go through more. Um, just joking along the along the podcast and uh, how about nice. you who are you who am I my name is Oliver I have been uh, in real estate now for 10 years grew up in Hertfordshire um, very similar route to Benji was at some corporate companies previously last company I worked at was Berkshire Hathaway Warren Buffett's which was quite cool mm. um, was the top in the top 1% um, for them last year which was great and then like you guys We've all got different mindsets of how the real estate market and the industry should be, and we've broken free, and we're 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 flying, aren't we? So um, that's me. I've got a little boy, ah, two years old. You're a dad, so that's why the bags underneath my eyes because he's up at like four a.m. trying to kick me and <laughs> no, you look shouting good out it. Woody and Toy Story. Um, so yeah, he's my he's my why, as they would probably mm. say. There mm. we go. I was going to get to that later, but you've already answered one of my questions. <laughs> I'll set one of the questions already. You were going to yeah. ask. Oh, okay. There we go. What about yeah. you? Who are you? Who am I? Who are you? I'm um, the guy that sits next to you every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Alex Hebora. That's what you got in. Yeah, I can be your PA <laughs> if you want, for the right price. Um, um, I'm Alex Hebora, and uh, I work with these lovely entrepreneurs entrepreneurs not entrepreneurs uh, so an entrepreneur is somebody we will agree who works within a company an entrepreneur who works within a company comes up with new ideas who's very creative and is making it you know create carving their own path within a business so we all run our own businesses within a business and we thought we'd get together jump in a room on a friday night uh, instead of going to the pub and drinking away our sorrows and just talking to a camera yeah. and let's see what comes of it. So um, I've been doing what I do for uh, about well, almost 10 years now um, and I've gone blank. <laughs> Can't remember yesterday. No, it's like not that interesting. Yeah. Years ago. <laughs> wow. Where did I start? start? What was, yeah, what was, your, what was your first job or the first company that you worked for in 
within the real estate wow. sector. Wow. Okay, so 2014, <clears throat> um, worked for a company at the time who were called Edmund Cude and Booth Incorporating Bushels. Oh Do you remember that? Did you have to say that when you answered the phone? Hi, <laughs> That's a bit Alex of a mouthful. Edmund, Edmund Cude and Booth. Edmund Cude and Booth. It was just Edmund Cude. But now it's called Portico. Okay, so they yeah. rebranded. Yes. I think they also thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah great company. They had a really like award-winning training actually at that company nice. um, for people who just started. Mm. And they would never recruit uh, people with experience. Mm-hmm. Their thing was we want to take on people or not people uh, for the negotiator positions, mm-hmm. the junior negotiator positions. That was because they also had a senior position. Mm. Um, they had a culture of employing people with no experience so they could mold them into the person nice. they wanted them to be. And you had a one-week training period, um, which was really cool, actually. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and that was my first week in agency. Nice. Um, Did you do well? No. <laughs> Still, I'm not Saturday to this day. And so my bank to you, so I'm <laughs> This is why we're trying to do the podcast. We've got to yes. try and save these careers. Yes, somehow. please help us. <laughs> please help us. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> nice. Cool. So that's a little yeah, bit and, and here we are. So now, here we now, are. Yeah, here we are. We've, we've, the universe has brought us together, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. The worlds have aligned. Yes. We're here now. I mean, if I reverse 11 months before, when I joined the business... No way did I think I'd be sat here, you know, doing a podcast like this. Yeah. I know, it's nuts. Everything happens for a reason. It does. It's always a bit like deja vu, though. I, st- I do feel like I have, like, envisaged... What's the word? Envisaged. Yes. This, or it's like been in my dreams. It's yes. weird. Mm. Me and Benji have been in your dreams a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on a couch with <laughs> cameras <Yeah. everywhere. laughs> But I feel this is for you. This is like, Alex is our host, aren't you, Alex? You're, you're the host of what <clears> podcast, <throat> Yeah, hostess with the mostest. Hostess with the mostest. Um... That's well. A position that suits you perfectly. Thank mm. you. Centre of attention. <laughs> That's right. In between these two. Anyway, we digress. Yes. So let's uh, get back on track. That is what. This is what. Who we are. This is what we're going to be doing. Um, as I say, if you got gained anything from it, any value, if it made you laugh, please like and share. We don't get paid to do this. We don't run ads, and we hope to see you soon. Thank not, you. Are we not sponsored by? No. The grapes. We're not. The, the next one. The next one will be. Really nice drink, actually. Yeah, it's actually mm. quite nice. Yeah. Mm. And then we'll go to the jingle. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Three entrepreneurs. <laughs> By the way, uh, can, can I just say something about your surname? Please. Before I had ever met you, <laughs> yes. and, so and you know, because obviously I knew you from social media yes. and uh, you were kind of a big deal in the industry. Um, why are you laughing? Own that. <laughs> Basically, I, I thought your name was Inglés. Yeah, I get that a lot. So annoying. Yeah. I get that a lot. And then we were like, oh my God, do you know Ollie Inglis is joining us? Like, Alex is Ollie Ingles. (laughs) (laughs) I I do get that all the time. And I was brushing my teeth this morning and I was thinking about that exact same moment. You do think about (laughs) us. I'm mentioning it. Yeah, I do. Uh, You know, I was brushing my teeth, thinking about you. And then I thought... If you're watching this... Um, I remembered when I used to work at my first company as well. Yes. There was a guy who came to join us, uh, who I heard was joining us. His name was Tom, what I thought was Dove. Okay. Tom Dove, but actually it was Tom Dove. <laughs> the whole office was pissing themselves. I didn't know why. So, Alex, I do get, I do get that so one. How, the did time. You, how did you pronounce my surname? Yeah. No, I got that. Yeah, got that. yeah straight away. Yeah. I do get that, that a lot. And also yeah. in Spanish, English. English. Well, it's English. It's English. Yeah. So it's like, I get a lot. Of, sometimes I've, I've even yeah. had people start talking to me in Spanish, thinking uh, I'm going to answer <laughs> in Spanish. Look very Spanish. No, I know. <laughs> 
and I go Ola, and that's it. That's as far as I get. Ola, and then they um, know you're not Spanish. And they're like, Where, where's, your, where's your heritage from? Where's your background? I'm literally more British than they come. Mm. So, yeah, where it came from, I have no idea. But I do get that a lot. Where are you from? Where, you're, you're so Greek background. Yeah, Greek Cypriot. Yeah. Greek Cypriot. Yeah. Well, I say that, but then my dad did that DNA test, and my mum did it, actually. You know, Ancestry.com. Yeah, Where did it tell you you're from? <laughs> um, Iranian, Iraqi, Mizrahi Jewish. Um, <clears throat> Shalom. Um, where else? Uh, Greek, Turkish. My mum came back as half Turkish, half Greek. Yeah. Um, Turkish. Italian. I think we were, the majority was Italian. The postman was actually was that. Turkish. Yeah, that's weird how you know I that. I got quite a few kids on the street. <laughs> yes. Don't and it's the weirdest eyes. thing when you look at like like each other. Yeah. Mine brown. Slick back hair. Slick yeah. back hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Nice. Until until like a couple of years ago, yeah. Greek. I was Greek separate. Yeah. And did you ever nice. live in Greece? No, I was no, born here. Born, my parents born were born here, here too. Okay. My grandparents moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum's mum moved here in the 40s with her family. And then my dad's side moved here in the 60s. And my mum's dad moved here around the 60s time nice. as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. You? Literally, like I said before, born and bred in Hertfordshire. Okay. And then with my accent, and it'd be really interesting to see what everyone listening stuff, because I get this all the time. Oh, where are you from? Mm. Because the end of my sentences go up. So I always go, where are you from? Mm. Australia. Um, I've had up north to places, everywhere. Like, where are you from? Where are you from? And I say, Hertfordshire. And I'm like, oh, it's a bit boring. So sometimes I feel like I've got to go off on a spin. I've got to create a story. Just make something up. <laughs> because with my surname and with my, my accent, I've got to, you know, there's got to be a story there, hasn't there? Yeah. Started out in Spain, went across <laughs> when I was three years old to Australia. Crazy. <laughs> created a tech company. I believe How it. How far can I go with it? <laughs> I but, believe it. Yeah. Yeah, about your voice you, does go up. Um, so my mum is from up north. She's a Manx. Is she? Yeah, she's from Manchester. Didn't know that. Um, do, 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 my dad is from Belgium, um, hence the Benjamin name, Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say more. Um, <laughs> yeah. French, no? Benjamin. 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 Didn't know that. Um, it's just the way you say it. So Benjamin. yeah, so Belgian, English, um, heritage, um, yeah, that's it. Chocolate, love chocolate because of love chocolate. Love chocolate. It's a bit random, isn't it? Well, Belgian. Go- oh, Belgian. <laughs> oh, yeah, chocolate. of course. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So up north and and Belgium, really. That's uh, that's my background. Good. Nice. And we're all engaged. We're all engaged. We're all engaged. When are you When are you getting married? Probably not this year. Next year. He's waiting for Black Friday. So. Yeah. yeah. Black- <laughs> well, why don't we do like a triple? We could do a triple wedding. Do you reckon so when we next should year speak are you to... thinking of? Probably spring. Oh, I, actually, someone said to me today. I think it was Daniel. He said you should coordinate on wedding dates. Why? So we don't overlap. Yeah. But you're not coming to my wedding. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the rest of the team are coming to mine. Um, so you're spring. When are you? May the eleventh, I think. I'm April. April fourteenth. So twenty-five. May. No, twenty-four. Next year. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. Yeah, twenty four. Weird thinking next year yeah, is twenty five because we're only isn't just yeah. in January. What are we? January's already finished. <coughs> One scary. month down of of twenty three. So quick. How quickly time goes. Honestly. So we're all taken. Off we're the all market. taken. Sorry, everybody. Sorry for the Apologies. Females listening. Questions. So yeah, we've prepared some questions to run through. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Well, I think Benji should because he was up at one thirty a.m. Go on, Benjamin. 
had some great questions. Chat AI, chat. <clears throat> thinking of some questions. Chat GPT. So, chat GPT. I'll, I'll start off with a question for you, Ollie. Okay. And I think it's going to be a hard one for you. Oh, God, here we go. And it will help give a bit of background about you and okay. what you like. Mm-hmm. Ipswich Town. Ipswich Town. To win the Champions League. Oof. Yep. Or you sell the most expensive home in the world. Oh, Jesus Christ. And obviously oh, everything God. everything that comes yeah. with that, the finances, Oof. the kudos. <laughs> Both kudos. are so unrealistic. That is a fantastic question. For, for the people listening, I am a massive football fan. And I go to watch Ipswich very regularly. I'm not one of these. Um, as you can imagine, a glory hunter in League One. Um, but that is a very, very hard question to answer. I, I, I would definitely say the second one. I mean, to sell the, the best home in, 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 in the UK... <laughs> you your hands. Yeah. You're choking on your drink there. Um, so you'd pick selling the most expensive home over yeah. Ipswich winning the Champions League because, and I tell you why. Well, no, because both ways could ha- both ways are going to happen. Because oh. I'm good enough to sell the most expensive home, and Ipswich, at some point, will be good enough to win the Champions League. But will you witness it though? We like to be. Yeah, realistic. I'm young. <laughs> we like to be realistic on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and neither are going to happen. No, very good question. No, I am going to go with. Yeah, I'm still going to go with sell the most expensive home because with the commission, I'll buy Ipswich and then pump loads of money into them and make them win the Champions League. Mm. How much would Ipswich even cost to buy? It's about, I think it's £10.98. I think it was in like a crunchy. Okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, they, they give you chocolates and stuff yeah, to take pay, the club. They pay you to actually go and no. watch them. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't really watch football. You're not so I have no exactly. idea what you're talking about. Do you support a club? Uh, I used to support Arsenal when I was a kid. But anyway, I've got a question for you guys. Oh, okay. Right, we're both here. Well, both? Oh, we're all here. <laughs> we're all here. <laughs> I forgot you were here. Sorry, yes, Alex. <laughs> we're all here, obviously, for, you know, the main reason I'm sure you'd agree and in a commission based role so we're on no salaries right Yeah. commission only which can be quite scary at times mm. um, and I'm sure it's to be that reason is probably you know you want to be successful you want to be able to provide for your child yes. maybe send them to private school I don't know put them through college buy them a house help them with a the first car mm-hmm. take them on three holidays a year and you would want to take them to Brussels to have some chocolate yes <laughs> yes uh, he's not from Brussels he's from Belgium it's Belgium <laughs> and so my question to you guys is what does success look like for you i'm going right in with these questions straight away i'm I'm like what does success yeah go for this one so what does success look like it's a really good question i mean i guess it depends what you value most you know in life you could look at it monetary you know as you rightly said you know have all the holidays all of the possessions which is a nice to have but i'm not sure if that defines success because nowadays you can go in your overdraft anyone can have a nice car a nice bag those sort of things so for me it's not anything material um i think it's the impact that you leave on people's lives in my in my opinion without going too deep into it um but it's the the legacy that you leave behind um and you might not even realize it whilst you're here you know um it's it, for me. It's the legacy that you leave and the impact on people's lives that will define your success, in my opinion. What an answer! Mm. That's a good. That's a very good answer. A, I like that. You, the sir. impact that you. It's a good question yeah. as well. Yeah. What about you, Ollie? <clears throat> um, I mean, I think you actually summed it up 
beautifully in that what was a little tear actually <laughs> <laughs> some tissues over there some tissues over there um, look I think for me a lot of the reason why I did this was because obviously I've had a little boy he's two years old and mm. I want to be able to be at his first football game take him to football training you know be at his drama recitals and all the other you know mm. and all those bits with it so I want to create something where it gives me versatility and, and options to be able to spend time with the people that I love mm. and um, to be able to do it with friends and people that you you know uh, you look up to is just the, 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 an added bonus and um, I think also what we're trying to do here is so different to everybody else and I think we all fully believe in what we're building and creating here and I think people will look back on us and go shit, these guys were ahead of the time, you know? Mm. So, um, and also like Benji said, to inspire people, you know, to be able to actually in 10 years time, say I helped somebody, you know, I was talking to, to Benji the other day about people reaching out to us already who are just getting into the industry. And it's quite amazing to see kind of people reaching out to you saying, oh, how did you get to your position? How do you do what you do? And us giving advice back. And what and do you say? That. What do you say to them? What's your answer to that? Um, I am a big believer when you're first getting into the industry, you have to learn from the best person around. Um, and whether or not um, you just spend time with them, listening to them, follow them, be the first one in, the last one out, try mm. and soak up everything like a sponge, help everybody, you know, and ultimately, don't just follow the money. Give your clients and the people around you the advice that will create long-term relationships. Don't just go for the quick wins. Mm. And I think that's what we are all about, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's been quite cool to do. And I think we'd all love to help out, you know, the younger the younger people listening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, thing, the thing that I find when those people reach out, mm. the younger generations who are, you know, leaving university, leaving college, those sort of things... The question is, how do we get into super prime real estate? Yeah. You know, mm. it's kind of uh, how do we just get there? Mm. You know, it's taken us all 10 or so, 10 plus years to get to this seat where we are now. Mm. And we've still got so much further to go. Um, so I think there needs to be that understanding that yeah. you've got to start at the bottom and yeah, work yeah. your way up to the top. Yeah. You know, the as you said, you want to go and shadow someone, work for free. Yeah. Go and find the best person 100%. in the neighborhood that you... Um, that you want to, that you live in or that's cl that's easy for you to get to and go and shadow them. Say, I'm not going to take any money. Go and find the best person that you can uh, go and find it and more. learn. Definitely. And that's the best Couldn't experience. Agree more. You, what was you your first ever money, the, the first ever sale that you did? What price was it? All those years ago? I've only started doing sales three years ago. Yeah, so yours... I started doing lettings almost 10 years ago now. So mine was about 3.1 two yeah so if you reversed it and said from the letting what was your first ever let what was the, oh what was my the price on that because for me I my remember. first ever sale was 130 grand apartment wow. yeah how old Essex. are you wow. i mean i've done this 10 years now so i was i'm 31 now so i would have been here yeah, about 21 mm. i i remember mine quite quite clearly um because i'd never done agency <clears throat> before and it took me six months five months to do my first deal um, and I absolutely hated my job for the first five months. It was awful. Did my first deal, I'll never forget, in St. John's Wood in Apsley House. Um, agreed to sell uh, with a lot of help from my manager at the time, Annabelle, who's an amazing agent. Um, and we were just about to exchange contracts and the agreed price was £815,000. 
and I had told the buyer on the viewing because there was a note on the system that the service charge was something like three or four thousand pounds a year. Turns out the service charges were actually about twelve thousand pounds a year, which is a huge difference. Which you know, as a percentage of eight hundred and fifteen thousand, is quite a lot. Yeah. So on the day of exchange, all of this you know kicked off. Um, managed to sort it. I think there was a slight renegotiation to eight hundred thousand or something. Um, I, I never forget. And every time I drive past that block. I just get this you know, amazing feeling and I'll never forget that that's where yeah, the where first um, and obviously the, the situation behind it um, with the slight mess up. But um, you never forget your first rental or sale. Oh, never. So. Alex, what about yours? My first rental was um, off of Archway Road or on Archway Road, actually, on the corner, which is um, just near Highgate. Mm. So I was dealing with oh, my first office was in Camden. Um, which is a really funky area, especially in 2014, Mm. Um, even more so than it is today. And I used to deal with all walks of life, which I think was something I learned the most. Good thing. From working from that that company or that particular office of the companies. Um, You had, you know, single professionals, you had couples commuting into, into the city on the northern line. And then you had students going to UCL and the universities nearby. Um, and the arts is an arts university near there too. Um, so yeah, that was cool. You get to what was the price? Yeah. What was meet the price and deal with the, different people. What was the price of the rental? <clears throat> I, I think the lowest I ever rented was about one hundred and thirty pounds a week. Oh my yeah. God, what was yeah. it? Yeah, <clears throat> a really awful one bedroom. Yeah, yeah, on York Way. But it's interesting you say really awful. But yeah, to the above person, a cafe. But yeah. to the person who was renting it, yeah. that's their they home. Loved that was it. Their, they exactly. loved it. You can't have an opinion. Yeah. yeah. I remember learning that in that first week of training Definitely. with Andrea, actually, Definitely. who was um, uh, my head of lettings at the time. She was great. I learned so much from her. Um, she said, never have an opinion. Mm. If you hate something, someone else might love it. For sure. Yeah. So um, actually, the, the young lad who took it, his father was in a really famous English band. I forgot the name. I'm not even sure I can actually mention it. But that was quite cool. Yeah. And I didn't even know who they were. I was in the office reading the offer form and it said his guarantor was this person. And I was like, who's that? He told me he was in a band. And they're like, how do you not know who that is? <laughs> and they're like, you know that song? No. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I know that song. So that was quite cool. But yeah, I mean, going back to your question though, the, the questions you get from people DMing you saying, how did you get into super prime property? Mm. If you put the ball back in their court and say, well... Think about it from a vendor's point of view. If you're worth 500 million sterling and you own a 15 million pound property in Mayfair, why are they going to appoint you with no experience over somebody from a big corporate company of offices all around the world mm. who's got 25 years experience? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting because when I was at my previous firm, they used to look for people that didn't have direct experience in real estate. Perhaps they had experience in a service industry. Mm-hmm. But as you said, too many um, agents, realtors, whatever you want to call them, are quite opinionated. Yeah. And their opinion could you know, impact on the yeah. deal or whatever, or whether they offer a property to a yes. specific buyer or tenant because mm-hmm. they don't think in their head it will work. Yeah. But actually not having experience, maybe not as a 21-year-old, but as a 30-year-old having been in a different service sector, mm-hmm. that could actually work in your advantage as long as you're, you know, mature and you know how to deal with mm. the high net worth individuals, not being in real estate could actually sometimes work to your advantage. Yes. Um, what time do you wake up in the morning? Very random, based off what I just said. Um, it it 
it differs. Um, depends on my first meeting. I'm not an early morning person. I can work until 1am, 2am, as you know from the WhatsApps <laughs> last night. But I like to get my eight hours sleep. Mm. So I try to, depending on whatever time I go to bed, if my diary allows, um, to get a minimum of, of eight hours. That means you woke up at 10 a.m. this morning. The, uh, this is, today was a, <laughs> <laughs> apart from today. Um, okay, and I don't, usually, I don't usually go to bed at, at 1 a.m. But Okay, you, I was going <laughs> to, well, <that> was... <laughs> around <laughs> 7 a.m. In my 20s, I could wake up at 5 a.m., no problem. Yeah. I would jump out of bed at 5 a.m. And yeah. now I struggle. No. Oh, definitely. I don't know why. Not a morning person. I can't. I think it's because I wanted to get out of my parents' house so badly. (laughs) Like one, actually, I wanted to get out and go to work, and two, I wanted to move out. So it drove me to save up for a property to buy to move out. Nice. I used to just literally jump, leap out of bed, go downstairs, make a coffee, write my goals down, get my suit on, go to work. Every morning, you'd write your goals down. Every morning, every night. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some goals in my room that I look at before Mm -hmm. I leave the house every day. My one-year plan, my two-year plan, my five-year plan. Yeah. That's good. Um, so I, I think I, it makes a massive difference. Massive difference. So one of them for me is to grow my social following. Um, and whenever I see that, I'm like, right, I need to do a post. Is it going to be on LinkedIn, yeah. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram? And it's good to have those. But you used, used to have goals every day. Daily goals. <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> no, it is. I think it's, it's so... I've actually started to um, meditate. Good. Okay. That's really good. I'd love to get into that one day, but I just haven't got the time at the moment. And um, very much into keeping fit, keeping body and mind active. And then someone said to me over Christmas, so you've got to start meditating. And I've always been a bit sceptical of those things. You think meditating? No, it's good. Especially mm. in our job. Is it, it's so do you stressful. Enjoy it? I tell you what, it's it gives you energy in a weird way. Really? Like I, 20 minutes, just middle of the day, go and sit in a quiet room, put your headphones in, take you away from your screen, close your eyes. And tr- honestly, just decompress almost. And you, what do you think about when you're meditating? You don't. I, don't, I think it's, it's you're trying to clear your mind. I think you try to clear your mind as much as possible. Um, but actually, I've also started to use it as to kind of think clearer. If you think of something which you might have been worrying about or you've had this thing that you've got to make a call later on and how do you how do you kind of reflect and it just gives you that clarity of being able to structure and position things in the right way it's been really quite cool good i would recommend it mm. and at night as well i'm a bad of like getting into bed and sitting there on my phone for mm. the last scrolling, half an hour scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through doing some emails looking at something thinking about that for tomorrow and again i've been trying to do like a half an hour before i go to bed good calm good for you. no screen and stuff like that. I think you've answered this already, but what gets you out of bed in the morning? My little boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> a quick question. Well, the question. Let me have a got... question. I think I'll yeah, have only what... right, Let's have a look. I mean, like, what gets you out of bed in the morning? All right, go on. And you guys, you guys. My also. alarm. My alarm gets me out of bed in the morning. Okay. Well, on the on the kids, on, on the uh, my little boy subject. So, obviously, I've got a little one. You two haven't got little ones, but I know you're in the future. You both want to have little ones. Names of your, for your future kids? Well, if I want my wedding to go ahead, yeah. um, I can't answer that <laughs> because Talia will kill me. We have like we have a couple of Alex. Yeah, a couple ideas. Of names. Yeah. yeah, Alex being one. Really? Yeah, Olivia for Olivia for a good Olivia. Um, yeah, we've got we've we got we often not often. 
I'd say every other week we like have oh, bit of nice. chats about what yeah. what kids' names are going to be. Mm. Please God, if we're fortunate enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, touch wood. But uh, yeah, I've got a few, and I'm not going to share them with you. Apologies, <laughs> Alex. Okay, well, I guess we we'll just stop the podcast there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. I'm not going to share anything anymore. <laughs> next week will be Ollie. And I Alex. did. I did promise. I don't want to share so. with you either. So <laughs> next question. Sorry. Well, I don't want to tell you the answer to that either. <laughs> Well, let's just sit here and stare at each other then. <laughs> All right, go on. Then. What yeah. names? What names? Have Olive. You got? Olive. Yeah. Olive. Okay. Harriet's grandma was called Olive. Nice. So um, really nice name. Her sister's called Olivia after Olive. And what if it's a boy? Olivier. Olive. 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 Olivier. Well, let's ask the Spanish. No, that's Italian. Olive. <laughs> you should. <know. laughs> um, just seen they serve shots here for two pounds. Should we get some shots? No. no, I'm doing no. dry jam. No, of course not. Dry jam, yeah, I've got a couple of days left. Dry jam. Dry gin. Let's go on a put us. <laughs> All right, Leah. <laughs> you want some dry gin? Um, so, no. So, no. Sorry, names. where Olive. were we? Olive. <laughs> names. Yeah, Olive. Olive. Olive and Otto. Names. Olive and Otto. Olive and um, I don't know. I can't actually remember. I can't remember. Good question, though. It was good. All right, mm. okay. Yeah, too is, soon. This is, a, this is a good one. Okay. Last Supper, Death Row. Oh. That's Chinese all day. I love Chinese. And the Chinese. I what love you, I mean, it. The Chinese is such a broad. Mm. What, what are you having? Okay. Sweet and sour chicken balls. Why? Why? <laughs> very specific. Yeah, no, that's what we want. <laughs> that's what we, we want. want you know, Chinese they want to, the people want to know right. what, like what it is. Italian. Well, God, yeah. it's like, you know. All right, you guys want to know the recipe for success? <laughs> it's the following. Seaweed, crispy beef, <laughs> sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> So I've got so re- sweet and sour chicken. chicken. Yeah. Yeah, sweet and sour chicken is one of them. Crispy beef, Crispy seaweed. Beef. You've got to have duck with poison sauce. Oh my mm. God. Yeah, maybe it's a buffet. I'm going to get Chinese tonight now. Yeah. Yeah. Spring rolls? I don't know about no. spring rolls. They don't really turn me on. Mm. <laughs> you can have duck spring rolls. That hits that duck button. I would have duck spring rolls in a place that doesn't really do duck. You would, like, you, wait, hold on. You would have duck spring rolls in a place that wouldn't do, do that. duck pancakes. Do you know what oh, I mean? I see. Okay. So, like, if it was like a sushi, some sushi places do duck spring rolls. Yes. Um, but I don't serve duck. So, I'd, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Chinese. Yeah. Chinese is. Um, let me finish. Sorry. Yeah. You thinking? It's just salivating. It's just salivating. Oh, yeah. Oh, got, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> mine, hands down, easy is Japanese. Bit Japanese, of sushi. Nice Can't food. go too far wrong. Yeah, I could probably tell you what I would have salmon sushi set. Edamame with salt, not the chili salt. Mm. Plenty of soy sauce, ginger, wasabi. Edamame. 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 Is that how you say it? Edamame. Is that how you say it? I say edamame. 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 It's not mummies. Mame. Edamame. It's not a real estate podcast. It's not a real estate podcast. It's about getting to know us for you. Yeah. So Japanese would be my. Nice. My my go-to. Yeah, love that. That's great. That's great. Um, let me. Um, I've got a good question to try and bring it back to. Yes. To be to bring it back bring to real estate. It back. Yeah. <sighs> Sharing it back. Sorry. Square meters. Square meters. Or cubic meters. Ooh. Good question. Well. Um. I got this. Okay, go on in. Okay. Repeat the question. Square, square meters, feet or cubic meters. Square meters cubic. or cubic meters. So just to confirm, cubic meters 
for the listeners. Yeah, it's about volume, right? Yeah. Okay, so at the moment, I think we are uh, obviously using square feet, square Mm -hmm. meterage. Yes. Depends which country you're from. One might be more popular than the other. However, going forward, especially in London, you get really high ceilings in some buildings, especially on the first floor or a ground floor of a period conversion on the first floor. (laughs) <laughs> we can cut we that. We a bleeper, can't we? It's just crap. <laughs> it's that grape juice. <laughs> Why are we drinking it? It's actually like... I actually quite like it. Oh, my God. It's got a bit of spice and everything as well. Spice? <laughs> okay. It's better than the hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, my God. The chocolate <laughs> water. I don't know why I'm still drinking it. So on the first floor... Sorry, one second. Like, I've got to pick up from where I was so we can edit no, it as no, one. No, we're not editing. This is keep, no, we cannot keep that in. Yeah, I just burped down the microphone. No, it's, it's, it's natural. That's it's organic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's grape it's soda. Enter code Ingles 10. Oh, my peck. <laughs> right. I've got, so I'm injured floor. from boxing. Yeah, so on the first floor of these period conversions, you've got floor-to-ceiling windows. Um... And really high ceilings. Sometimes it can be. <laughs> we need to. <laughs> got the giggles. We've got to. Got to bring it back. It's you. Do some meditation. Also, it's yeah. very hot in this room. Yeah. Are you guys hot? Yeah. Can we get the heating? I'm incredibly hot. I think the chap said that he could turn it off. <clears throat> Where anyway. is it? Where is it? Ah, oh, it's there. Where? I said yes to him. Well, that is the radio. Oh, it is off. Maybe we can crack open I a think window. It's just, I think because we've got the lights on. It's just, uh... Is there a window there? Anyway, let's carry on. Okay. <sighs> So, so high ceilings. Um, oh, let me go. Just, let me start again. So usually, um, you know, it depends what part of the world you're from. You would use square meters or square footage to to uh, measure a property. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think that might be changing, especially in London, Definitely. where you have very big volumes in certain properties. So in central London, um, for instance, in Marlebone, on the first floor of a period conversion, you're going to get very high ceilings with floor to ceiling windows, amazing cornicing and a terrace at the front um, of the property. Now, that is usually more expensive mm-hmm. than the, for instance, top floor flat where you have lower ceilings mm-hmm. and your usual windows sash windows which might be less desirable than this first floor Mm -hmm. uh, potentially overlooking some gardens as well which can be quite cool right so how do you value that by volume so if you're measuring things by um, just square foot exactly well i mean how can you have a how can you have a first floor in one building that has 2.5 meter ceiling heights but is a thousand square foot you know valued the same as a thousand square foot flat in a building of four meter ceiling heights exactly it's, it's going to be so more sorry, desirable, so it's worth yeah. more. So uh, we should, well, or will, I think, start... Um, do they do it in the state? I think they do it in America where they do cubic, cubic mm. I think. I mean, do you see the, some of the volume that they've got in those? I know that in some some countries in the world, they um, even take, for instance, half of the outside space mm. and use that as a contribution yes, towards right. the overall space. Yeah, that's true. And that might be included in the pound per square foot and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think they do that in Israel, actually. Mm. I think they do a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, cubic is definitely the way forward. Mm. Most definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I'm always. I'm not really. I mean, look, London. We are very price per square <clears> foot <throat> led. You know, as us as agents have mm. done this for ten years. You know, but hasn't that come around recently? I don't think it's been like that forever. Price per it? square foot. Yeah, I think it's been well. I can remember well, it has been. I don't think they do pound per square foot outside of prime central London no, mm. because I've worked with some agents who yeah. have come in from out yeah. 
and don't know what pound per square foot is. They kind of just go on comparable sales on the yeah. street, you know, looking at just looking at it rather yeah. than looking at a floor plan. Definitely. Um, yeah. Hertfordshire is like that a lot. I was obviously yeah. out there yesterday looking at a couple of houses. Mm. And, um, How'd that go? Yeah, it was great. And um, uh, like you say, you can't look at... I, I even asked the, the, the agent who was showing me around, what's the square footage of this place? She didn't actually know. What? Even though she's a very, very good agent in the area, but they don't work in square footage. They get rarely get asked, what's the total so what they square footage? Can you imagine trying to sell something in London and not, um, <laughs> yeah, not, not knowing, knowing uh, you know, square footage? For like 101 to be an agent, know your square foot, you know, like everything before you go out. Um, I can get, sometimes you might forget, all right, let me just check, sorry. Yeah. I'm dealing with so many properties. But again, for them, it's it this. was next door had sold at a certain you know mm. price and it was looking at that compared to that and looking at semi-detached compared to detached and bunk, you know and it, so that's how they value out there is it's lot mm. it's, it's very much different to here um yeah. but i don't know about you but for me you know price per square foot is obviously a big thing but like you say you have to go and see these places the volume is such a massive um thing nowadays amenities in buildings um and I just saw Alex like glinting his eyes just looking at me (laughs) just a little smirk in the corner do you want to share what you're laughing at (laughs) I just remembered the uh, the burp sorry the burp burps come back Um, you know you have to um, and in London it's so rare isn't it like you walk around a corner or you walk to a building next door and it's completely different the the price perspective you can't even hold it Pause. Also pause on a live podcast. I'm breathing in the microphone. I'm not breathing in your ear. Yeah, we can't pause on a live podcast. We're not live. So but... much pain. Ugh. Uh, ooh, <laughs> also kind of very hot. Heart. Got shooting pains yeah. on your arm. Wow, I've almost been speaking for an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got. I've got an idea. Why don't you give us a question? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give us a question? <laughs> yeah. Which will take your mind off your pectoral pains. Yeah. And then show you pains up your arm. Good question so far, no? They are, yeah. I wonder if the people listening kind of think, oh, wow, I really know Benji, Alex. And, and okay. I've, got, I've got a really, I've got a fantastic question. I'm ready. You ready? You ready. Let's do it. Why this job? Why this job? Interesting. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you kick it off. So it's quite an interesting story, actually, about how I even got into this industry. Because bef- prior to being in the real estate industry, I was actually selling gym memberships. Okay. I used to love it. I had a fantastic sales manager who literally taught me everything I know, how to sit down, overcome objections, needs analysis, emotional needs analysis. It sounds quite bad, but when I was actually trying to sign people up for a gym, I'd almost like want them to be emotionally, this is, you know, mm-hmm. down. Because I was then able to build them back up about how the gym was going to change their life and everything. So anyway, one day guy walked in and sat down with him for an hour, signed him up for the gym, two-year contract, blah, blah, blah. Ten days later or so, he came back to me and said, I didn't actually want to join the gym. I was just like kind of walking in and I was just wanting to have a look around and suddenly like I was joining up for the gym. I was like, and I got home and spoke to my wife and she was like, I'm a good salesman. Oh my God, that guy's great. And he owns, um, he was, pardon? Were you married? No, no, no. He went home to his wife. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Did sound like that. And she was like, why have you signed up to the gym? And 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 he was like, well, the guy was just fantastic. I really think I'll get the, you know, the, the, the goals that I want to hear. So anyway, he came back to me and he said, have you thought about being a estate agent? And I was like, to be honest with you, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, selling one-on-one and overcoming those objections and all the rest of it. And he said, so I said, I've never really thought about it. He said, look, why don't you come and just spend a day with us? And I was like, okay, cool. When I, when I spent a day there and ended up joining him, literally like 24 hours later, I had wow. him my notice at the gym. Wow. And I went, that's how I got into agency. Amazing. Well, great so story. for me, it was like quite a, like, uh, not a luck thing, but it was, if I'd never met that guy and actually signed him up for the gym, I might not have been in agency but What now. made you jump you from... Right now. Yeah. What made you jump from... 
your yeah. gym to that? Um, there was something about, I went out with him on some appointments and we, we I think it was helping people and the advice and, and I love the property side of things. My uncle had done some development stuff before, so it would always been quite interesting, like site management and how properties were being built and all the rest. So I was like, yeah, do you know what? This, this does look cool. Um, and literally from then on, just felt like we probably all said, we just, you fall in love with it. Like you just sleep, breathe, you love it every single day. You love meeting people. Mm-hmm. The properties that we sell now, obviously we're extremely lucky to be able to advise our clients on. And it's just the the buzz that you get when you do a deal and you, you know, you, you see, you hand over the keys or you're like, they are completion for your client. There's nothing else quite like that feeling. Mm. Um, and so that was it really for me. It was just the whole, the love of it, the love of it, you know, we talk about it, you know, we're all messing each other like 10 o'clock at night talking about stuff and until that buzz goes and until that day that that flame dies, you know, that's the day where you kind of think, you know what, this is this, this the end for me. But that buzz, that, that fire just keeps growing almost. It's almost Good. the opposite. Good. What about you? Yeah. Uh, Benjamin, what about you? What was the question again? Why this Why job? Why this job? Um, well, I, my parents had dabbled in some form of real estate, bought a property, did it up, sold it. Um, and I was always fascinated by that. Um, worked at the local agency in my neighborhood when my parents were selling their home. Um, was a lettings agent on a Saturday for a few hours, running around doing all their dirty work, but I loved it. Um, then I went to university, graduated, and I was like, shit, I need to get a job. I need to earn some money. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, new. Uh, Mr. Super Prime, and he ignored me for four months. Genuinely ignored me on Instagram for four months, and um, sent one last message saying, "Listen, if you can't help me get into um, get into Knight Frank, I will, you know, speak to someone else." And then he finally responded, set me up an interview uh, with my boss, uh, Jamie Simpson, who's a great man, um, and then never looked back. Mm-hmm. Um, was in that office for seven and a half years. Um, so I think why the job um a bit of uh you know being around real estate when i was younger um watching the classic tv programs where you see they buy the properties do them up sell them on love those programs um and then just knowing some people in the industry seeing what they did mm. was like that looks quite cool let's give it a shot didn't need any qualifications although i had my degree um and yeah have a look back nice and and you know didn't like it at the beginning in truth um first five months hated it mm-hmm. but then had really good people around me um and now just live sleep yeah. and breathe yeah homes <clears throat> yeah what about you Al? um <clears throat> thanks for sharing that of course that's that was why beautiful I'm here. Oh, it's okay. especially the bit when antonio was annoy- ignoring you <laughs> um he can't afford to ignore me now <laughs> um for me <clears throat> i always knew that I could work really hard. Mm. Um, I was, you know, thank God, touch wood. Um, you know, I've, I was born with this energy ever since I was a kid. Uh, these guys know what I'm talking about because they sit next to me Bounces in the office. off walls. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even drink caffeine because um, I just go mad, I go hyper. So anyway, I had this energy and I always knew I could work really hard. I found school... <clears throat> really boring I wasn't very academic and I always wanted to just go and work and I 
realized quite quickly uh, during my university years that I w when I do work, I want to get into a commission-based role because mm. you can, can you can kind of control how much you're going to earn. You know, uh, it's uh, reward-based, isn't it? Mm. The harder you work, the more you earn. Mm. And it was that thought process that sent me into a commission-based role. I was in another one, which I don't like talking about too much, but I was selling things over the telephone. Um, bad time in my life. <clears throat> and then I got away from that after a year and thought that property was always something I wanted to end up in eventually. Property investing, that is. Uh, I wanted to just go and make money to invest in property. And so I thought, well, why don't I apply my sales skills that I'd learned, you know, selling things over the telephone to um, a face-to-face -face sales role, also backed by an asset which I actually believe in, which is property. Yeah. And mm. at the same time, I can learn about property and property investing. Yeah. So I actually applied for a sales role uh, at my first company. And they said, actually, we think you're more suitable for lettings and to Camden, the area. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, they, they place you where they think you'd, yeah. do, you'd do best. Mm -hmm. Um, so I said, okay, let's, let's do it. And I smashed it. Yeah. Loved it. You know, uh, like you said, you, yeah. you live, live and breathe it. yeah, you live and breathe it. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's the best job. Yeah. Mm. It is the best job. That's why I got into it initially. So why this job? It was mainly for the commission at the beginning, you know, being in control of what you earn as opposed to a salary, mm. fixed salary per year. Um, I think that kind of scares me because you mm. have to ask somebody for a pay rise. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but that well, scares the, the hell out of me. This, I don't know if it's the world, but I know the UK live for a salary. You know, it's, yeah, it's security, um, it, isn't it? It's, it's they know what's security. coming in next month, but and, they're in control of what they're going to give you. Yeah. Your, your employer. Yeah. And, and that's what we're, you know, breaking, breaking, breaking free from. And I think, yeah. you know, if we fast forward a few years, um, I think quite a few yeah. more will be. Um, but yeah, everyone craves the comfort and yeah. um, I, I know I did that for a few years at yeah. the back end of my time. Do you think the industry is going in that direction then? has to. It has to because people want to deal with people and individuals as we all know and we all breathe is um, people want to work with people they like, trust and respect yeah. and they don't care <clears throat> who they work for, where they work. They want to deal with a person mm. and um you know i think we try to replicate a lot of what the us do and we're you know well behind the us especially in real estate you look what they do over there with you know the brokerage system which we're doing here mm. um so i think the, the 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 market is definitely going in that way yeah. you know the the system that we've got going is going to help facilitate mm. and you know what we're doing right now you know people watching you know, you used to work at a big corporate, you used to work at a big corporate, as did I. Mm. And look at what we're doing. You yeah. know, we're going into some of the best homes in the UK. and Probably on the planet. Well. Probably on the planet. Yeah. And we're still here. Yeah. We're still going. <clears throat> and I think, you know, I think there's another reason why I want to They make to do... you think that you can't do sure, that. You'll be nothing sure. if you leave and you're yeah. an idiot for yeah. leaving. <clears throat> and I, yeah. brainwash you. And, and, you know, part of me wanted to do this is, you know, because we have, you know, a lot of people in the broker community that will be watching this, yeah. that this is going to give them hope yeah. and they're going to see what we do and they'll think, well, hang on, if they can do it, yeah. I can do it because I'm also yeah. really good at what I do and I'm very passionate about what I do and I've got a great story and actually a lot of my clients really like me yeah. and I'm friends with some of my clients. So maybe I can break free of the corporate model yeah. um, and do it by myself. Yeah. The power is... 
the power is shifting now, isn't it? The employees now have more power than the employer. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that <clears throat> we've done... Sorry, why do you think that is? For, I think well, based upon the fact that I think throughout our careers and what we, us three have done is we've built relationships with clients through trust mm. and the advice that we give and they come back to us because we've done them a good job or we've serviced them for many years, we've given them advice for free, you know, and um, and they come back to us for us. And so therefore now they're coming back to us, not the company. But do, do you think that has anything to do with social media at uh, all? Of, 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 look, social media, we all know and we all... We all push it is a massive factor um, to meet new people and how show people how we can add value um, and how, you know, but I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the ultimate. Well, when you say the employee has become more powerful, just as powerful as the employer, I think that's flipped recently. Mm. And I think it's because of social media. Okay. I think that's why I got a lot of stick mm. in one of my ex companies. Mm-hmm. For sure. When I started posting on social media, yeah. I don't know what, when was it, seven years ago or so, um, they hated it. They didn't mm-hmm. like it. Oh, yeah, I remember saying. And yeah. they would berate me and pull me into meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why are you doing this? Who do you think you are? Yeah. And they could see the traction I was getting. And they hated it. Yeah. And I started becoming bigger. Do you know why? Bigger. Do you know why they, yeah. 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 Because you become just as powerful exactly. as that yeah. conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with offices all around the world which are now becoming insignificant yeah. you know no one yeah. cares that you have an office on a high street anymore when was the last time a, a, a buyer or a seller walked into an office or mm. or went to a shop to go and buy a property you don't you go onto the internet mm. and when you go onto the internet you go onto social media mm-hmm. not to potentially look, look for a property but when you're on your phone the majority of the time if you look, if you look at the statistics mm. on your settings on your iPhone you will see that uh, the majority of the time is spent on social media mm-hmm. And so where do you want to be on social media? Yeah. And the big companies, I don't think, can do that. And you're right. They don't want to deal. But, people don't want to deal with a big corporate. They want to deal with a person. Yeah. But, but also, I think nowadays, even if you were to call in, you know, a high street brand, um, people like doing their research. Just like if you're dating a girl, which none of us have done in 10 years or however long. If you're dating a girl, one of the first. I thing, have. Oh, yeah, of course. you. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that you'll do is you'll probably search that girl or guy on social media. Mm. And the same as in business, yeah. whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's Instagram, when I know we do it when we research our clients mm. and I'm sure our clients do the same. Mm. You know, if they're if we're going into their house, they will have done research on us. Mm. And having that social media presence um, is is basically your digital CV. Yeah. You know, because they can see that I have a fiance. They can see that I just had an engagement party. They can see that I like Arsenal and I'm a human. Mm-hmm. And and it's a different level than just uh, this is the name of the company. Yeah. This is Joe Bloggs who's going to be there, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is helping and playing into the hands of the individual. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the corporate world puts the brand first with the agent behind. Mm-hmm. What we're doing at our brokerage, and we're very fortunate that our brokerage supports that, is that actually they're flipping it around, that we're at the forefront and the brokerage sits behind. Because ultimately, when I do a post, when you do a post, when you do a post, it's going to people that know us and they want to receive that content from us rather than e-blasting to a whole database Mm -hmm. that doesn't result in much yeah, yeah yeah and i think that is pivotal as well yeah um through the use of social media i know you said it's not the be all and end all i live and breathe for yeah. social media because it gets us business but it's our it's my shop yeah 
My page is my shop. Mm. I'd also like to add, you know, you said you're an Arsenal fan and you said they're going to be doing research into you. Mm -hmm. I'd like to also add that not everybody is going to like you mm -hmm. and get on with you or want to work with you. Mm -hmm. sure. And that is okay. Yeah. That is fine. Yeah. It's going to happen. Not everyone's going to like you. Mm. Someone might be a Spurs fan. Mm -hmm. And they see you're an Arsenal fan, they're like, okay, I'm not going to call him. <laughs> I'm going to call Ollie instead. Bit petty, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because it's an Ipswich fan, because <coughs> yeah. Ipswich aren't a correct to Spurs. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that in but there again, as well. But I guess, yeah. it, it, I guess it has its pros and cons. Mm. Because obviously social media is a snapshot in one moment in time, you know, that is is curated unless you're doing mm. stories which we do do mm. which you know a bit more natural it can have its its negative connotations and as yeah. far as they might look at my profile and think this guy looks like a mm. you know bit of an idiot um and i don't want to deal with him so you're right so i guess but we're all we're, that a lot. No, yeah. fortunately no <laughs> um well they yeah, yeah. no but they don't <laughs> social on, on the social we don't put you know those hours that we've spent you know sitting in someone's living room mm. telling them everything that's going on in the market advising them in the correct way and then leaving not with the business that day because it might come six months later might come a year later mm. might come two years later you know well, so there's there's a prop the property that we're trying to get into which we obviously yes. won't name um you know daniel and i have been there three four five times mm. an hour and what a half what do you mean by trying to get into sorry <clears throat> um so we're waiting for the right moment when it's appropriate to to bring uh, ollie into the property um we're in the process of getting everything signed up and it might be a bit premature arranging previews and those sort of things for the time All right, being. So you want to show Ollie what the property Ollie, looks like? Ollie has a potential client for it. Got it. Um, okay. But my point was, um, you know, as you said, we've spent hours and hours and hours going there. And the most fascinating thing, the meeting was today. He said, I'm going to give it to you because I'm so intrigued what you guys are doing. Mm. I've had the Night Franks. I've had the Savills. You guys are flipping everything on its head. Yeah. I like you guys anyway, and I was probably going to give it to you anyway. Mm. I just want to see what you guys do. Mm. And that for me was like, wow, this is yeah. a 60-year-old guy, super, super successful, mm. super wealthy. And he's like, I want you guys to give it a shot. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Good. And now we're going to sell Love it. Love that. Oh, and we're going to sell it. the buyer and then everyone's happy. That, that would be a great <laughs> that story. Be, that would be a great story. Well, maybe someone listening is uh, be a great story. looking for a property. <clears throat> Yes, and if you are looking to sell your property... <laughs> call me, call, call me. Do not call <laughs> the issue. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, a really, it's going to be very interesting, isn't it, over the next five to ten years. But I think the biggest thing for me, bar all of the social stuff that I've taken, even just from sitting here now, is we are, we us three, are a bit so driven mm. to be successful, so driven for our clients. We'll go above and beyond. Um, and there's a lot of... Um, the younger generation, I think sometimes you think it's going to be quick wins. No. You know, and we've said about how not. we've sold 130k, was my first property, you know, 130 mm -hmm. pound a week. You know, it doesn't just come overnight. And you have to graft and you have to spend so much time growing yourself as an agent um, to get into the positions that we are now. Um, I, and unlike you guys, I mean, I went to university for six months. You know, people. That was a quick course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or you, or you <laughs> no, left. I left. <laughs> you know, when I was whatever, eighteen or so at the time. You know, I think schools nowadays push you into okay, what what university are you going to? You know, and I was like at that time, I, was like, I don't know what. Of course, because the do. government want you to get into debt. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I don't know course. what what I want to do, and I I don't want to know what sector I want to be into, and everyone was just kind of doing that, you know. But ultimately, I just knew in my mind, as soon as I find something, I know I can do it, and mm -hmm. I will be the best at it. Um, and I think when we all found 
I mean, you do, you two obviously finished up at university as well. But after that, mm. as soon as you found what you want to do, we were just so laser driven, driven to do it. Every, you know, seven days a week in the evenings whenever someone needed us. Um, that's ultimately how we've I think we've got to this position today. Mm. You know, and, and kept our minds open but, to the industry. But I think what's also interesting. And I definitely wouldn't say we've reached where we were aiming no, to get to. You know, not. we're selling yeah. 10 million plus homes, you know, super prime rentals. We have, I, I, I'm sure you guys do as well. I have just as much desire today oh, yeah. to take me to the next level yeah. as I did for the last eight years. If you know, not more. If not more. 100%. Yeah. Because I've seen, you know, I've seen what it takes to get here. And I'm like, okay, well, I've done that. I've done the graft. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, let's let's take it to the next level yeah, also you're yeah. more experienced more experienced yeah. now so i can yeah. double down on i know what works yeah and um yeah no one near the level we want to be at yeah but i think no you know it's kind of in a way probably a lot of people that will be watching this you know with the generation just beneath us you know because how advanced the world is with amazon you click a button next day there's something coming to your door that's just the world we live in you know if something breaks you just chuck it out and you buy a new one mm-hmm. rather than work on fixing it i think there's you know, there's such a need for quick wins and, you know, short term rather than long, the long picture. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, they'll learn. Uh, I think they'll learn. Yeah. What would you say is your ideal client? Describe your ideal client. Uh, let's let's go with seller. Um, uh, your ideal Great client. Great question. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I'm here once every three no, I think weeks. everyone, you know... W- everyone's ideal client is a client that will ultimately agree with everything that you say. Um, Take this price. Yeah. Put it on for that price. Of course, we get challenged a lot. We have to back up and show um, show our clients why, how we've got to that strategy, how we've come to that um, pricing mm. element or whatever it may be to back up while, while we are the professional. But ultimately, mm. a client that actually says, yeah, that's great, let's do it. And is open to reactions to the marketplaces because we know we have to be ahead of the forefront. You know, we have to be ahead of the curve, ahead of the wave. We have to see two, three weeks into the future when something's going to react. And sometimes going to a client and saying, this is happening, two weeks, you know, this is happening now or whatever it may be. We have to act. We have to to pivot from our strategy slightly now to do it. Mm. And for them to trust in you to say, yeah, actually, you're right. We need to do that now. Of course, for everybody, I think that for me, that's like the perfect client. Mm. Um but what would you say? It's a very good question. I asked you guys. Well, <laughs> I mean, to tie in with what you said, um, and I always do it as a bit of a test. Um, when I Test walk your in, clients? Yeah. Interesting. When I walk into the home, and sometimes we'll go and walk the house I get it. Let me Let me guess. Let me guess. Do you walk in and say, they say to you, so what do you think it's worth? What do you think it's worth? <laughs> no. Good, that was a test. You're right. We'll go with that. It's, it's, only, it's only a small thing. Um, sometimes we'll walk the home first or sometimes we'll sit down first. Yeah. I always like asking, where do you want me to sit? And I always find it very interesting if they want me to sit next to them or mm. opposite them. Mm. Because I'm, if I'm sat opposite them, we're against each other, perhaps. Mm. If they say straight away, come and sit next to me, mm you know you're on the same team. Yeah. And it's only a small detail, but I guess tying in with what you say, of them agreeing with what you say, because ultimately we're the experts, right? Yeah. We'll do the due diligence before we go. Yeah. We know what the neighbor's house is sold for. We probably sold it, mm. X, Y, and Z. Um, but it's the finer details mm. um, and being on the same on the page. same page. Yeah. What's that, mic drop? 
Yeah, that's a little that golden good. little golden nugget. Um, that was very good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's. I haven't told many people that, um, but now everyone knows. Here so so you can all Benji try it. Out, that, that's um, quite clever. But there's look, there's you know so many different clients. Um, you know, we deal with people from all over the world, mm. different ages. Um, it's just really someone you get on with. Yeah. Um, we still talking about clients. Still talking about clients. Okay. You want to get on with the clients, right? Yeah. yeah. You do. You know. Who's you know. If you look at the most experienced people in the industry, um, they're best friends with their clients. Yeah. Mm. And we're getting that. And yeah. friends give you business. And friends give you business. They are bigger. Yeah. Our clients are our biggest they, advertisers. Definitely. Because if we do a good job Referral for them, their whole network is our potential client base. Yeah. And if they've just sold, and all their friends know, and they say, yeah. oh, "You've got to call Alex." You've yeah. got to call Ollie. You've got to call Benji. No, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. And then when you're going into their home, mm. you're sitting next to them mm. because you've already had that soft yeah, introduction yeah, rather well, than a cold call. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you know what else is quite nice? It's um, we deal with obviously, like you said, some of the high power CEOs. People who don't have much time. When you have conversations, it's quick. There's no chit chat. You know, mm. there's no rapport built. You know, you are like, this is the facts. This is the facts. This is the facts. They're pushing you. They're pushing you. Um, and you stressful and it's difficult, you know, at times. When you finally get that result and you get that, even if it's an email, just say thank you. How good that feels. It's the best. That you've, because you know it's been, you know, you've been It pushed. sounds like you're, you're a people pleaser. I think, like, no, no. From this and your, <laughs> and your why. It sounds <laughs> like. Why. Um, yeah. like it's it's the biggest like like Benji said, referrals in this, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for referrals. And, yeah, absolutely um, but ultimately, that that end time of them just saying thank you for that, you know, or your way you've had to. It's a very emotional game what we play as well. And we're often not just stats and data. We have to deal with people's emotions. We have to bring people up when something's going wrong. And we have fall throughs. We have price chips. We have to deal with those emotions. And even the high, most high power CEOs and people that we deal with still go through that emotion. So we and we're the ones mm. having to juggle that. So when it finally happens. And you look back and you go, God, I'm so glad I trusted you, Ollie, or whatever it may be, or I took your advice, or thank you for like, you know, navigating me through that that patch in the middle. That, for me, is the, the buzz. And it's a really interesting point because what a lot of people don't realise about agents mm. is that if we're fortunate, fortunate enough, we have a few transactions going on at the same time. Mm. Mm. And their journey, which is huge to them, and, you know, they're moving, they're downsizing, things go wrong... Mm that's huge for them and we're dealing with that situation we ha might have three or four of those situations happening at the same time yeah. and us as agents which some people don't realize is we're doing we're trying to live four people's disasters all at the same time and trying to sort everything out 100%. which some people don't realize because yeah. be like, oh, i'll be an agent make loads of money and then that's it yeah, being yeah. you know just open a door and you sell a home yeah. but it's so much more than that massively massively way more way so more massively ollie when did you join ddre global um Remind me. I think it was the first couple of days of November. So I'm, it's about three months ago now. Three months ago now. Yeah, two and a half months. Mm. Okay. And um, as one of the most recent um, advisors who've yes. joined DDRE Global, mm. what advice would you give someone or what have you been through? Have you found, found any pain points? Would you do anything differently? How have you found that? Um, because you've gone yeah. from being in, a, a, yes. in an employed role. Employed role, yeah. In, uh, I'd say, what, medium to large company? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was bought by Warren Buffett as well. Yes, so yeah. you've been through that transition within yeah. uh, internally. Mm -hmm. And now you've made the jump from having a secure, safe salary every month. Yeah. And you've got a, a child. Yes. Um, to, you know, saying no to that salary, mm. cutting off the business. Yeah. 
uh, and everything you knew mm. and that was and your team yeah. to go it alone, but not so much alone. You know, you're an entrepreneur, but within another business. Mm. How's that been for you? Um, honestly, and and not just saying it's been the best, one of the best three months of my whole career. Wow. Honestly, hands down. The I've been thinking about doing it for six months prior to doing it, probably even a year, probably two years, really. <clears throat> and it takes a bit of time to have the the corners, the corners, what they say? Oh, yes, yeah, the, you Spanish, know, yes. The, yeah, there we go, get the Spanish element into it. Minerals. The minerals to, to jump, mm. you know, to jump into the deep end, you know, to cut a salary where, you know, we were had a couple of extremely, you know, good offices. There was probably always going to be a level of business. It was comfortable. Um, comfortable exactly to to actually say no do you know what first of all I want more for me <clears throat> I want more for my family and I want to <clears throat> if I don't do it I'll never do it and I think so many people that I know are, and other agents are also kind of in that headspace a lot and it's jumping mm -hmm. would you say that's a mental block yeah that that is that is the the mental side of it you know you have to prepare yourself for um the risk element mm. but I think since I've done it, and I think you guys have been so uh, great for me because I look up to you to you know and 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 see how you guys have done it and admire it. I've admired it for so for so many years, and I kind of think you know what it was probably you two and and Remy and and the guys who were probably pro, you know prior to us the new advisors was which made me thought fuck it. Do you know what I can? This is what I want to do. Mm. You know, so you probably you two inspired me to take that jump. Um, and now to like sit here, like we said, always actually before the podcast, you know, I used to watch you guys on socials. We might have had a few kind of chats between us when we have, might have had an applicant or something like that together, you know, um, to now actually sitting here with you two doing this is like, it's the, honestly, the best thing is the best thing I've almost ever done. And, uh, Daniel, the team, the background team are just immense. You know, I've already done it. I already did a deal with my first month. I've got a couple of offers now. And it's just, as soon as you get that light bulb that little mm. click and it all falls into place nothing like it nothing like it so um, good it's been amazing yeah yeah good and thank you for you too as well you know as you it's are been welcome inspirational in, in thank you it's been good having you thank yeah you. we're learning a lot i'm learning a lot yeah. from you thank likewise you. And that's, the, that's the good thing about new brokers and the yeah. best brokers coming into our business yeah. is that we can learn from everyone yeah everyone can always learn yeah you never know everything yes um, yeah imagine imagine for a second, if everybody, <clears throat> all 20 people within DDRE were all Benjis. 20 Benjis. Oh, I can't imagine 12. Well, value. One's, one's bad enough. What an, what an amazing score. No, not what's even that. What's the angle you're... You, I mean, like, it's good that everybody's different. Everyone yeah. brings something different oh, to the table. Everyone brings something well, different to the what, table when you learn from each other. Well, yeah. that's what Daniel wanted to create. Who? Daniel. Oh, Daniel, Mr. Yes. Super Prime. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wanted to create, a diverse yeah. office environment. Yeah that people learn in the office, different things, different ways of working. Um, and we're just going to take yeah. over the world. And what about, I mean, you've asked me that question. Obviously, I'm only two, three months into yeah. a self-employed, my own business, mm. you know, entrepreneurial role. You guys have done, oh, Alex, you did it for a kind of few more years prior to, um, prior to DDRE, but Benji especially, you know, coming from a similar background. Yeah. More directly a year. How long have you been at DDRE now? So it... it's so I, jo I joined on February the thirteenth um, okay, of last so year. Up to a year. So coming up to a year. Yeah. So how like a year a year later? What have you learned? Um, what would you say to Benji a year ago? Yeah. That you know now that you didn't then. Um, I mean, in truth and being completely honest, it's been a hard year. Mm. 
doesn't mean it's not been a good year. It's been a hard year mm-hmm. um, because I've learned an awful lot. Mm. I've probably learned more in the last year, and this is not in any way to you know disrespect previous um, managers, but I would say I've learned more in the last year than I have in the last seven and a half years, mm. and that's you know changing a lot. Mm. You know, I was I came from selling um, one, two, three million pound homes, um, doing twenty, thirty deals a year. Yeah to selling or being involved in 20, 30 million pound homes, mm-hmm. um, doing a handful of transactions a year. Yeah. And you know, that's a huge change. Um, you know, I was very, very comfortable where I was, incredibly comfortable. You both use that word now. It, inc- it's and, interesting. And, it, and I think being comfortable is a scary place to be. Yeah. Um, very scary. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, best thing I ever did. Yeah best thing I ever did. And what would I say to myself um, a year ago? Um, I wouldn't say do it sooner because I'm very grateful for the time I had in the previous business because I learned a lot, I networked a lot. Mm. Um, But having, I I would just say do it. Yeah. Because I was a bit worried, you know, I had three months gardening leave, so a year and a bit ago, I was was worried. Yeah. I just bought a home with my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, You know, had fixed outgoings. And you know yeah. it's a worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure scary. a lot of people watching this will be in exactly the same boat. Mm. So I would say to myself a year ago, "Don't worry. Yeah, all all will be okay." Yeah, and and that's exactly how it's turned out. Nice. Um, and you know, with the drive that we have, it can't go wrong. Yeah, no chance. Can't go wrong. Definitely. No, guys, thank you very much for listening. That's the end of the podcast. Remember, we don't run ads. We do not make money. We're doing this for you guys. Hopefully, you gained value or it made you laugh or it helped. If it has, please like, share, follow, subscribe to the podcast. You can find me at Alex underscore Eva Gora. You can find me at Benji.Weinberger. And you can find me Oliver.Ingles in Glaze. <laughs> follow us all. Also, drop a comment. Let us know what you'd like to see on the next podcast. Or if you want to even be on the show, let us know. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.